What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Boxing Club Podcast. I am yours truly, Big Chubbs, along with my pod mate, Edgar. What's up, dog? How's it going? It's chilling, bro. How you been? Been good. Been good. It's been hot, but good. It's been hot. You've been, you, you've been leaving your sweat in them seats on your way out of the car or what? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> with, with your windows rolled down because your AC don't oh, work? Love it. Leather seat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, traffic's been crappy lately too, bro. Oh, yeah. Well, today we got a special little guest. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to Ray. Ray Rock. He's um, a big part of Red Promotions who we have a card coming July 23rd at the Ontario Performing Arts Center, I believe, right? Yeah, the Loom, uh, Loom Color Loom Performing Co- Arts Center. Yeah, the Loom Loom Color Performing Arts Center in Ontario, California. Uh, please give a warm welcome to Ray Rock. What's up, bro? How you doing? How's it going, guys? Pleasure to be here with you guys. You, now, you're, you're in, you're in uh, Florida right now. Yeah, in Orlando, Florida. How's the weather out there? hot man hey you guys hot. got you guys got that hot. muggy weather or is it just heat yeah we that's that's the difference between the east coast and west coast you guys got that dry heat we got that 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 muggy heat that humidity heat. hey what what weather you prefer what do i prefer yeah dry heat or muggy heat i am originally from the midwest I'm from Ohio, so oh, I from... prefer that Midwest, not too much dry, not too much humidity, right in the middle. Hey, in the middle, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Even even when I lived in Chicago, I, I lived in Chicago for a little bit, and uh, fuck, man, that weather sucked too. It was horrible. It's cold in Chi Town. I remember uh, my first. I tell everybody the story. I don't know why, but my first day of school, uh, when I had just barely moved out there, it was negative uh, one degrees. And and I'm in uh, 501 jeans, uh, some Robert Wayne shoes, and um, a leather jacket, bro, and a t-shirt. <laughs> and and I'm you walking to the, bro. I'm telling you, man, that, that that day after school, I told my brother like, hey, you got to take me to the store and give me a jacket because this leather jacket ain't doing it for me. That Canadian wind coming off of that lake, boy. Hey, that was the first and only time that. The the wind literally it cut my eyebrows open. I still have a cut. Uh, uh, what they call a a wind blister. Oh man, that sh- that shit is, it hurts. I think I lasted in Chicago for a little bit over a year, and I was like, "Mom, I'm good. Take me home." Yeah, Chi Town's good to go to in the summer and in the spring. The winter over there, boys, stay away from it. Hey, but even the summer though, man, you just keep drinking Kool Aid and water and beer none of that none of that takes your thirst away at all but anyways yeah, like, bro I I've, I've, I've uh i grew up not too far from there and i got a lot of family from shy town so i got a lot of love for the shark uh not me bro not me shy town didn't like me at all uh because i am from california and because i didn't want to be with nobody i just wanted to be me and do me yeah it Everything was, out there is territorial. It was all bad, bro. Every day was a fight. Like, I think my knuckles were swollen for the whole time mm-hmm. I was there. Because it was just fights after fights and getting jumped and running and booking and motherfuckers <laughs> tried to drown me. It was all bad, bro. I hate it. I yeah, still damn. hate Chicago. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Them, them, them dudes over there don't play. 
No, yeah. Shytown's it's it's uh it's its own world. That's why they call it Shy. They don't call it Chirac for nothing. For reals. There you go. And and man, like even back then, before it's like super crazy now, but back then it was wild too, bro. And back then it was all fists and stuff, and now it's nobody fights no more. And um, last October I hosted the Chivas, uh, I think Chivas and Argentina game. Oh yeah. Did an exhibition game at the Toyota Center in in um, Chicago, and they brought me up to host it, and it was. Man, it was live. It was like fifteen thousand people there. Damn. And it was crazy. I mean, crazy. It was from six o'clock in the morning. Chivas was there, and they were partying like it was the game was just about to start, and the game wasn't until seven o'clock at night. God damn. They act like it was a college game, like a college football game, from the morning till dawn, all day long. Getting out there from bright and early and having a blast, man. It was a lot of fun. It was a great experience. Yeah, them soccer games, them soccer games are crazy, bro. Like, no, I I will not take my girl to a soccer game. I'll tell you that right now. Hell nah. <laughs> them dudes are super disrespectful. <laughs> Everybody's live, drunk as hell. Hell yeah. So why don't you uh, why don't we we go over with um with with some red promotions um, uh, some little things you guys got going on because uh, it's it's very interesting. You know, Red Promotion throws amazing cards out here in L.A. Um, let's talk about the expansion to Florida. And, and CBL, which is the promotional company that I run in Central Florida, Urban Celebrity Boxing League. I uh, joined forces with Red Promotions. And we're trying to pretty much, we're going to turn it into a national company where we have East and, East and West. We have fighters from the East Coast, fighters from the West Coast. And uh, we're, we're about to add Nevada to our license as well. So we'll be, we'll be throwing fights out of three cities now and um, staying busy. As, as you know, in, in L.A., he stayed very active. Very active. Uh, last year, we threw, I think, nine fights, nine or ten fights. Oh, uh, damn. This year alone, we already have six fights going into to the year, and we're, we're just in July. So, Man, that's, that's um, crazy. We're going to be mixing pretty much. We're going to try to stay busy where we have a fight a month between our three cities and uh, so so it's every month from city to city that is that's That's wild bro now we got the viva live tv network we got fight night channel or we have our collaboration with them and uh, all of our fights will be televised all of them will be on pay-per-view and Uh, it's just one of the reasons why we're trying to make it more of a national market now that we have the tv branding to be able to take these fighters from just a local area now put them in a national spotlight oh that'd be dope welcome to the podcast mr lou almighty who's been busy today thank you very much yes yes uh let, let me take let me take this uh sticker off because they ain't cut the check yeah they ain't get the no. check bro take that off how you guys doing Not bad. Good. good good so we're just uh we're just chopping it up we kind of just started but um red red is expanding bro yeah, red is expanding, so we gotta we gotta start taking flights to to Florida. That's that's an excuse to go yeah, cover no, no, Florida. No, that, so that's what I was told that that it's it's going to um, uh, is it Miami, Orlando, Orlando, Orlando. Okay, yeah. So some yeah out there, and then uh, Vegas, right? Yep. Between yeah. Orlando, Vegas, and LA is where we're gonna be 
um, basing all of our stuff out of. Nice, nice. So how many? How many is it? Is GBO right? How many GBO belts is there? Is there that are vacant at the moment? Let's put it this way: um, we only have four belts that are taken. Oh shit! So it's better to say than what's vacant. There's only four that are taken. Now we have this um, the 130 Continental Bout uh, fight, the title that's between De Luna and Camacho um, for the 23rd to fill another one of our belts. Um, we also have uh, a kid that's coming up from here in Central Florida called Adrian Pinero, and um, seven and oh, seven knockouts. And um, he'll be fighting soon for one of our uh, heavyweight by uh, heavyweight titles. And we're just going to try to keep on filling them little by little. Seven and no seven knockouts. Yes, sir. Wowzers. He's on. He's on a, a hell of a start. Kid speaks five different languages. He's like six. Christian, how tall is he? Six three. He's like six three two two sixteen two fifteen. Oh wow! Damn. Damn. The he's big a big boy. boy. Hell yeah. Obviously, a lot of power and a lot of brain. Yeah. A very talented kid. Adrian is what six three six four. Are you gonna try to keep the fighters in their own region or wherever they're gonna fight in in Nevada, California doesn't matter, Orlando? We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna be uh, taking them back and forth. We're, what we're trying to do is take them out of their regions. You know what I mean? We want to take these kids where they're not just give them exposure anymore, make them national fighters. There so you go. Fighting in different cities and getting their brand out into more cities. Okay. Trying, to get, trying to get them exposure on that big national mm-hmm. level, right? And especially now that we have the network involved in it, why not? Perfect time to do it. Yep. Yeah, man, that's cool. We uh, dig it's it. It's one of the keys of why we've been focusing so much on this Camacho de Luna fight and bringing that brand onto the network, not only onto Red Boxing Promotions, but bringing them on the GBO and There's- following that legacy and seeing where we can keep on going. That, you know, his dad won a title on his 12th fight. This is his 12th fight, and he's got his first title shot. So it's, oh, wow. it's keeping that legacy going, and, and hopefully we'll just keep on running with that from now and 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 uh, be able to see the fruits of what that career is going to you know, accomplish. He's been busting his ass, working hard. It's, it's been fun to see um, what he's been putting in at the gym and his focus and, and uh, just the determination of going after this title. That's great. <clears throat> There you go. There's there's been like a um a big buzz between that fight because it was postponed due to the injury. So um the anticipation is just growing. Yeah, growth. That was one of the things that I was happy about being able to have them both there at that fight. Being able to have them at the weigh in. That face down though was was wild. People that yeah they're here. It's it's not going nowhere. This fight's coming. And we didn't drop the ball on it. We were able to take it and just snowball it right into the next event without losing on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But sometimes when there's a when there's when you postpone a fight or you postpone an event, it kind of loses its where this one did it, and it, just, it didn't lose its glass. It kind of it kept on growing, and 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 it's it's we've done a good job of uh, building it. No, yeah, that I I could tell you that for sure, man. The the anticipation is there. Um, Hopefully Alex will bring all them, you know, bring California out and 
we got Camacho on the pay-per-view. It's going to bring them pay-per-view numbers. And, you know, all together, I think it's going to be a great card. How how big is going to be uh, your, your entourage that you're bringing from Florida? Pretty much the same thing you guys saw. We're, we're simple, man. Same thing you guys saw from the last time. Yeah. We 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 don't run with a big crew. We just a handful. That's cool. We yeah. humble. We come to do what we got to do. You know, we ain't coming to showboat, blows, nothing. We got a job to do. We come prepared to do it. No, that's cool, man. I can't wait. I can't wait for July 23rd at the Performing Arts Center in Ontario, California. Ontario, California. For mm-hmm. me, it's sexist, but it's a, you know, it's my birthday weekend. Oh, we got bro. Uh, Mad Lion and John Bravo coming out to perform. We got a guest DJ coming out. We got the title fight. So, you know, it's, it's I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a special weekend. Well, you know what that means, right? We're just going to have to turn up after after the fight's over. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? This time we're going to put the concert for after the fight. <laughs> oh, there you go. Turn up right after the fight. The show's going to start as soon as the last the last fight ends. The concert will start and it'll turn right into an after party. Oh, so you guys are doing the after party thing again? Yes, sir. Oh, okay, that's what's up. Oh, we really right there at the venue. We're really gonna turn up that night. We gotta celebrate your birthday. We gotta c- celebrate a, a a victory. You know what I mean? God yep. willing, and uh, it's, it's gonna be a good night. It's gonna be a good night for sure. So now, do you yeah, manage? He, you manage Camacho uh, or spends a lot of time on the West Coast? Does he really? Um, he's doing a lot of business out there now. They got a new cannabis brand and cannabis line coming up. Um, with the Camacho brand, he, he's been doing a lot out there. So I think it was a perfect time to, to get him out there and to build, expand his brand from just being, you know, an, an East Coast fighter and now taking him out to the West Coast and expanding his career. Well, you know that Camacho had a lot of Mexican fans out here. Um, he was he was loved out here by by the Mexican people. So, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, it's I'm, I'm pretty sure when he starts coming out, he's, he's going to feel that same love that his pops did. Back in the day, definitely. Well, let me bring him in here. All right, man. Nice to meet you. Um, we, a pleasure, we... man. I look forward to seeing you guys next week. So, for sure, we'll be there. Right. Tell him, don't be shy. <laughs> oh, this. The last, he's a Camacho. The last thing these <laughs> niggas <laughs> <laughs> run butt naked in the supermarket. They ain't shy. <laughs> What's good, bro? How y'all doing? What's up, man? How you doing? How you doing? I'm good, man. A little cold in this apartment. My bad. No, you're good, bro. Hey, get comfortable, man. We're just gonna sit here and have a good time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. He's a son of a legend, Mr. Christian Camacho, who's uh, getting ready to set his own path. Make sure that, that shit's closed because I can't Set his own, his own career and um, make his own markings in this, in this game of boxing. It's not a game, but in this world of boxing. Welcome to the Boxing Club Podcast, bro. How you doing? I'm doing great. And you guys, how are you guys doing? Besides the fact that you're cold. Yeah. <laughs> so what's good with you, bro? What 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 can uh what can you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into all your accolades? Um, because uh for for the time being, you you got a you're pretty stacked, bro, with your amateur career and and now moving on to your professional career. 
you know we have a lot to talk about but um we want to know who you are as an individual you know what i mean like what 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 do you do on a daily basis and and just who you are as a person is what we try to do <laughs> um shit man i'm you know typical guy man um i got two kids um a boy and a girl um amazing kids and then of course my father is the great legend who he is um and you know uh, i'm like every other fighter man i like to be in the gym um you know i like to have a little fun when i'm not training <laughs> i like yeah. to eat you know um you know some some crazy food when i'm not training but of course when it's time to train i'm on my shit and i'm 100% and and eating lean and clean you know but um you know i'm just a typical fighter man i'm just ready to get out there and put show the world exactly who i am um my father you know he is who he is and and i do have some big shoes to fill but i don't really necessarily look at it as as shoes to fill you know um can can you adjust your camera a little bit higher bro because we're only getting like half of your face Hold on, I'm sorry. Let me see if there's a. Yo, Ray. Is there some? Because this phone is. I don't know. For some reason, this speaker in this phone is not working. Hold on. All right. Let me see if it works now. Are uh, you hear me? Yeah, we hear you now, right. loud and clear. All right. So you say you wanted me to recap because you couldn't hear me. Uh no, you're good. Just. Uh, we could hear you fine. It's just that the camera, we couldn't see your face. Bro, this, phone, this phone sucks, bro. You don't got a better phone, bro? <laughs> I can't hear you. I can't. Shit, man. <laughs> this phone sucks. I gotta, yeah, I got to put this phone next to my ear. I can't hear you guys for nothing. He but, said, fuck but go your ahead. phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, bro. Uh, it's just, we heard you fine. We heard you fine. It's just that we couldn't see your face. We We only saw half of your face. Yeah, definitely. I'm sorry about that. No, nah, you're good, man. You're good. I got that Android piece of shit. Yeah, oh man, you, you gotta you gotta jump back on that Apple life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, dude, most definitely. So, what were you saying about your pops? No, nah, you know my pops was a wonderful person, man. Um, you know it's kind of sad that you know people people look at him for his flaws and um. You know, I, I just think the person that he was is just an honor to be a son. And in no time have I ever felt like there's there's shoes to fill, you know. Um, I'm not going to call him Mr. Miyagi or nothing like that, but I, I definitely am never at no point ever trying to outshine my master. You know, um, I just I'm just happy to be sharing the last name that he has. You know, it uh, has opened up many doors for me. And, you know, I don't want to say that I, I'm taking advantage of that, but every opportunity that has come, I have taken advantage of it. So, um, you know, my father, who he is, I'm just blessed to be his son. And, you know, most of all, I'm, I'm, I'm freaking blessed that he gave me some of his talents. So, you know, that that's just a blessing that's all in, its own, in itself. How, how was it growing up with your pops? You know, him being in the limelight and, and, and being... Um, different different and difficult you know um my father was big in the 80s you know and and he was a world champion in the 80s by the time the 90s came around he was still on top um but i was a baby then you know as i got older i got to see my dad as an adult i really didn't even know who the <laughs> hell my dad was you know to be honest with you as i got older I, I you know that was my dad that's my dad and every time we walked into a ihop or any damn restaurant or a mall it was it was one of those things where it's macho, macho, Hector Camacho, oh, hey, hey, macho time, you know? And me, I'm like, who the 
who the hell is this? You know, <laughs> this is my dad. I don't know who the hell this man is, you know. So as I'm getting older and my father passing away and, and us having experience, you know, that 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 tough time, it's it really, you know, that's when it kind of really like dawned on me on exactly who my father is. When we got to be on a on a horse uh carriage and 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 run him through the whole city of Harlem and um just see all the fans and all the people that was out there, all the supporters. I've never seen so many people that supported a man just for being an athlete, you know? Right. And um, let's just say, you know, he was he was my friend and he was my father, but above all, he was damn near a fucking superhero to everybody. <laughs> he's a legend, yeah. bro. He's a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. He's, he's you know, a... he even beat up Freddie Roach. That that's that's one thing a lot of people don't don't don't. Bro, I'm gonna really be remember. honest with you. I feel like he was Freddie Roach's last fight, man. He's like. You know, not trying to talk shit or nothing like that, but you know, he gave. I, I feel like he's the main reason. You know, Freddie Roach got a little twitch. You know, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was, he was brutal, man. And, I mean, he was he was in the ring with with everybody, I mean, I, I, everybody. And I was walking around if today. A, if you're a boxing fan and you know anything about boxing, my father didn't run from nobody. nobody that man nobody. was. That That's man why was, I call him Macho, man. Like I, I was today earlier walking around with a. Uh, at the press conference with the, or media with uh, Oscar De La Hoya. You know, he fought Oscar De La Hoya, and I'm sitting here like, crazy. You got these guys that really were, were they, they, set a, they set a certain standard, a certain pinnacle in the boxing world, and your, your father included, and now we live in this boxing era that really follows suit to that. You know what I mean? They set the bar at a certain, I mean, even Julio Cesar Chavez, your dad, even Oscar, like they, it was a different time back then, right? And it's like we we idolize these guys for all the I mean, memories they created with us. It's kind of crazy when you talk about boxing because you know boxing isn't a race; it's really a marathon, you know. And and a fighter's yeah. career is is over time, you know. So it's like it, it kind of sucks when you hear you know my father lost because if you look at his record, it's 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 exceptional. I have not That's seen crazy. like seventy seven record like that. Yeah, yeah. Not even it's not even the number of how many fighters he you know it's it's it's, it's the it's who he fought you know like he fought legend after legend after legend, legend. legend. and it's just sad that like you know as a fighter <coughs> Delahoya as well and Chavez and you know you know it kind of sucks that Chavez took an ass whooping by Delahoya now if that fight was five ten years earlier in in Chavez's yeah. prime I don't give fucking mm. Delahoya a, a fucking shot in hell you know yeah yeah same thing, for sure. same thing for my father like my father when he fought Delahoya I think he was like 34 35 ten years old and Delahoya was like 21 22 yeah. just coming out the Olympics yeah. so it's just like, it, it kind of sucks I wish we could see all these fighters at one time fight each other and really see who the best is the best you know like at their prime time, right? It's like the yeah, fantasy man. thing. That, yeah. that, that's that's the yeah. one thing that I hate about boxing, man, is that you never really get to see yeah. that fight when it's supposed to happen. Right. I'm not going to talk shit about Mayweather, but fuck. I mean, I feel like all his fights were like six years past the date it should have happened, you know? <laughs> I Six years early for Canelo. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, really early. Fights, even Sugar Ray Leonard, the I mean, Sugar Ray, uh, Sugar Shane Mosley. I mean, Sugar Shane Mosley put put a couple beatings on him, you know, the first two three rounds. But that fight would have been six, seven, eight, maybe even ten years prior. I don't know, man. We we might be talking about Sugar Shane Mosley and not Floyd. You know what's crazy too? Well, even even to 
you talk about Shane Mosley, he's at, he was actually one of my one of my favorite fighters of that era. He was a full fledged welterweight that was, I don't know, like I, I kind of want to say he had a, that Mexican style. Crazy and, man, man. So you're not a fan of Fernando Vargas? No, I am a fan of Fernando. Ooh, Vargas. that 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 was the man at that time. If you ask no. me, that was a kick ass, badass so, dude. Right I, there. I can go on and on about Fernando Vargas and and how many times that bar. Actually, this dude. Um, um, uh, Edgar was with me at one of the times where we, yeah. we actually had drinks with him. We were all hanging out with him, right? And one of the guys at the bar was like, oh, yeah, that's that that's that boxer guy, that brawler. And I'm like, he wasn't a brawler. And he's like, no, that yeah, he was. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the dude who used to have bangs. And I'm like, he was not he was a boxer puncher. That he, One thing people don't, they have that misconception is Fernando Vargas could box his ass off. And he's Olympic he boxing ass off just because he went to a couple of wars with a couple of big dudes, but because bro, he wanted to, but he that man could fight his ass, his ass off. He's one of my <laughs> favorite in that era, to be honest with you. You know the great fighter? No one talks about I Corte. I love I Corte. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I Corte was the shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure, man. But but swing it back. Let's swing it back to you, man. Let's talk about some of your achievements in your athlete. 150 amateur fights? Shit, I got way more than that. 187 to be exact. Oh shit. 187, 187 amateur fights. Yeah. Two time Florida State Golden Gloves champion. Yeah, I've won a lot of stuff um when I was living up in New York and also in Florida. But I really, you know, it's kind of hard with the amateurs as well. I mean, I was winning national championships and all types of tournaments when I was eight, nine, ten, eleven. But that that shit don't count once you once you take that headgear off and mm-hmm. put them eight ounce gloves on, or even even when I when I was at the end of my amateur career when they started taking headgears off and had us with ten ounce gloves and fighting international that that's a whole different ball game, you know. Um, the amateur career, you know, it, it got me where I needed to get to today. Um, it showed me the experience. It showed me how to be a fighter. It, uh, it showed me how at at times to, you know to suck it up and you got to lose weight as a kid, you know, crazy discipline, you know, and a lot of people don't really understand is that my dad, you know, he was in my life, but at the time when I was growing up, he was, he was at a dark place in his life, you know? So a lot of my amateur fights, you know, my father wasn't present. He was only actually out of the 187 fights. He was only there for three fights, you know? So my mom was really the one that was my fucking corner man, bro. You know, I trained myself until I was damn near 19, 20 years old. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it's crazy to follow his footsteps and stuff like that. But in my in my in my, you know, in my defense, I'm creating my own footsteps and, and creating my own journey. It's not really much of, you know, other fighters where they need boxing to survive or they need boxing as their, their regular job to pay their bills for their kids. You know, this is really a hobby for me. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 something I do for fun. You know, the day I don't have fun and I'm not loving it no more, then that's probably the day I'll hang it up, you know. But as far as boxing for me, it's just it's just one of those things that it helps me get my aggression out, you know. I'm not the coolest person in the world. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a bit of an asshole, so it helps out a little bit, you know. It did, did through the through the amateurs, did, did all that come? I mean, it's in your blood. You know, you you you're raised in it. Did all a lot of that come naturally, or did did you feel like you had to learn a lot? You know, because I hear both sides of the coin from different uh, fighters in their Let's amateur. Just say, you know, things came to me a lot more easier than other people. You like know, naturally? I I feel like naturally I'm gifted with my legs and my speed and my movement. 
Um, so I, I, it made a lot of other things easier, you know, for sure. But, um, you know, you know, me being a Camacho, it, it wasn't fun. I hated the amateurs. <laughs> I hated the amateurs, man. I feel like anytime I got in the ring, I was going to get the best fighter of the night every time. It, don't, it doesn't matter if somebody has, you know, zero wins and nine losses or 10 losses. or It doesn't matter how many fucking losses. They're fighting Hector Camacho's son. They're coming to knock that motherfucker out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah, it, it was kind of cool for me, you know, where it's like I always got the best fighter. So I feel like I'm a lot more experienced and I've and I've and I've gotten a lot more quality of fighters than, you know, obviously my opponent. You know, my opponent's fought nothing but tomato cans. You know what I'm saying? So I feel the quality of me getting in the ring with top level opponents as long also being, you know. Rigandal's sparring partner for the Lomachenko fight and being Cotto's sparring partner for Manny Pacquiao and being all these professional fighters sparring partner, man, it's, it's, it's really given me the knowledge. It's really given me the patience. It's really gotten my experience beyond measures of amateur boxing or beyond being my father's son. You know, those are the doors my father did open up with his, with his, with his talents and his name, you know, giving me the opportunity to learn more. You know, a lot of people are, you know, being in my shoes or thinking that I, everything's on a silver platter and and, I, and I'm spoon fed. Really, I work my fucking ass off, bro. And I'm still doing that to this day. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still learning and I'm still growing. And, you know, maybe I might be a world champion, you know, WBC, you know, maybe I might not. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm doing something that I love to do. Um, I'm following my father's footsteps and I'm creating a journey for myself and, you know, creating another legacy and continuously continuing the legacy. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. So what made? I mean, it's... Oh, go ahead, Lou. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, man, because I, I, I just out of that man, I want to nitpick this, this, this name he brought up. <coughs> I know, I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. You do? Yeah, go for it. What was it? What was it like being a sparring partner for Rigandow? I knew it. Because I think Rigandow shouldn't have fought, shouldn't have fought uh, Lomachenko just yet, because. When they put that fight on, they put it on uh, free TV, like Fox or something. And I was like, this is a fucking pay-per-view. And and it just kidding. No one really knew how good Rigandow was. Rigandow was fucking badass. I, I love Rigandow as a person. He's he's awesome. He's really? an awesome person, you know? Um, it just sucks how Cuba's governed, you know? It's, yeah. it's, it sucks that a lot of great fighters never really got to showcase their talents. And I feel like Rigandau, him being a three-time Olympian, gold medalist at that. Dude, that dude was arguably the greatest fighter to ever live before he even stepped foot in a professional ring. You know, and it just sucks that his loss like that came at the hands of Lomachenko, somebody that is naturally a 135 pounder. You know, he's naturally a 135-pounder. He's way bigger, similar styles. But come on, Rigandau's damn near 40 years old. You know, so yeah. but he, that's he, another fight with boxing where I feel like if it would have happened six years earlier, then understood. But both these guys are in their fucking late 30s trying to be professionals right now with less than 10 fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but so, that so you being a sparring partner for him, like what 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 did you pull out of that? Because I can imagine the the trickery that you had to, in a sense, dissect 
Cause that I know I know you had to pluck out some gems from that. Well, it it was kind of crazy because it's like um, you know, I was I I live in Orlando, Florida, and he mm. actually lives in Miami. So when the fight had been you know was presented to him, they were looking for sparring, and I'm actually a natural southpaw, but I've I've changed to orthodox where I'm a right-handed fighter. You know, so I feel more comfortable because I have more power as a right hand, but I frequently switch as I fight. And I'm just quick as shit. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm quick, my legs, my <laughs> my movement. Nice. It, it, it's like a it's like a like, you know, I'm not gonna say like my dad, but something similar, you know. Um so you know, they they they've known me for some time and that was the first person they called, you know, hey yo, we were fighting Lemonchenko, we need your help with we're good sparring and movement, and my frame is the same size as Lemonchenko. You so know, you were in the six. camp? You were in the camp for when he fought Loma? Yeah. That's oh, badass. Yeah. Wow. That's super badass. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? He's a good friend, but if you if you ask anybody, they'll tell you I gave him some some fucking great rounds, you know? Damn. That is, that's crazy. That is badass. Now, Rigandau was... I used to tell people all the time... Um, Cause he he got a little notor no, notability or notoriety, but he I don't like to say the word avoid. I don't really believe in boxers being afraid or avoiding other boxers, but I do believe in management or promotion saying that is a little too much risk for that reward, because that dude was really tricky. But man, I used to watch him fight. Uh, I mean, fucking everybody pretty much, and it was just such a fluid movement of trickery man i'm like god this guy is like you can't even figure him out like how do you even do that on a stage you know what i mean well <sighs> it's kind of crazy you know because i feel like i fight more similar to lemonchenko than i do to um rigandau mm. that's the main reason they they brought me in i fight in angles and i'm constantly switching and and, and fighting basically on the outside of the shoulders of a fighter yeah. um it, it, it's kind of crazy that when i got in the ring you know, the first time I got in the ring with him, it was, you know, the first round was kind of like, I can't even lie. I'm not going to bullshit you, bro. I was, it took me one round and I felt like I fought 12 rounds because I was so <laughs> fucking exhausted and the anxiety got me, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, um, just the thought of it being Rigandau and him being who he was at that time. Let's just say I was moving a little bit more than I need to, you know, like I was running like a little bitch. <laughs> after after the first round, I got my, my, my nerves calmed down and I relaxed and, you know, I just stuck behind my jab and my movement. And to be honest with you, that whole camp, all I learned from him was creating distance, bro. You know, distance is the key to boxing. A lot of people don't yeah. understand that is that. Yeah everything's within a point of it off the shoulders. So when I sat down to Rigandau and after the first, second time of me sparring with him, this man really spent hours every day sitting down, talking to me, teaching. It's funny because I don't even speak Spanish like fluently. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And he, and, and he don't speak a lick of English. Right. So having, having a legend and having a world champion like that just sit there and, and teach you and coach you and, and out of the kindness of their heart, you know, with nothing wanted in return, um, it gave me, it gave me the thought, you know what I'm saying? It really gave me the feeling that he believed in me. You know what I'm saying? That he really thinks yeah. I got it. And for somebody to take their time out, you know, even though they just got their ass whooping sparring, they're still going to come back and just be like, you know what, man, this is what you need to do. This is this, this is that I move. I want you to stay on this side. And it's kind of like the experience. 
is what yeah. I learned most. You know what I'm saying? That's yep. why I was, you know, we could talk about BB and sparring with Rigondeaux and this and that, but it's the it's the actual quality time of learning somebody's movement and the way he is. And honestly, that's what made him a world champion. That's what made him one of the greatest fighters that ever lived was his movement. And and to be in there for such a, an iconic fight too, to have that much you know experience and that many people around and it was crazy you know having the cameras the tv the the, the top rank was there every fucking day it was it was kind of it was an awesome experience i can't even lie it was an awesome experience you know and i, I really appreciate him for that but you know to be honest with you bro we had some great rounds some fucking amazing rounds and and shit i wish i could do it again to be honest with you not nice. even not, not even for no nothing for other than experience and having fun you know yeah good I bet. So when Lomachenko, how was they getting in with Lomachenko? I've never sparred Lomachenko, but no? I would love to put my hands on that boy. <laughs> <laughs> there, you go. there you go. There you go. Talk that shit, bro. I love to put my hands on that boy. Hey, he's, 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 man. I know we talked the age thing, and I know he started late and everything, but I it's even when we when we got over the T.O. beating Loma, I was shocked. I, I was. Hey, can I you can you re rephrase that? Because T.O. didn't beat Loma. Loma Thank beat you. Loma. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Let me, let okay. Loma, Get, listen, Loma yeah. beat Loma that night. I told you. I deep down in my heart know that man yeah. was injured because I've never seen him not throw a punch for six right. fucking rounds. Excuse right, my right, language. Right. Oh okay, no, so, your your so language I is very acceptable here, bro. <laughs> very much so. And so, Lomo's, Lomo's a good friend of mine. I mean, I mean, Ciofimo, he's, you know, I don't know if you know, he's from Brooklyn, but he was just kind of yeah. like living in Orlando in that uh, Brainington area. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I've known Lomo since, I mean, uh, Ciofimo since he was a kid. I mean, like really? since he was 10, 11, 12 years old, I seen that kid grow up in Florida boxing in my LBC. So it's like, I've seen that kid grow since he was a baby. So to be honest, great kid, great fighter. But he had a fucking gift that night, bro. There's so, yeah. no way in hell Lomachenko yeah. is not going to throw punches for six, seven rounds. And then when his father in the corner said, yo, you're going to lose the goddamn fight, the man miraculously won every round After until that. the 11th or 12th round where he yeah. lost that last 12th round. So the you last one, yeah. Come on, man. Run it back. That's all I'm going to tell you. That was kind of weird. Nah, he doesn't want to run it back, bro. He's scared. <laughs> no, no. So that that's that was my point. Shows where... where when that happened and it was like the big shock and I was this, you know, now what if we ran it back? How many times did we say if we re if we were to re watch that in a rematch, my, all my money goes on Loma. Yeah. I, just, I, I don't even think, I, I don't even think, I don't even think Till finishes you, the fight. I'll tell you straight up. My money goes on Lomo right now at any fight at 130 and 135. I don't give a shit who he gets in there with as old as that man is. At oh, 135 dude, nice. is a game time. Yeah, dude, nice. Really I'm sorry, cool. Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney, Tank, Javante Davis, any of them boys. One third, too much talent, too much skill. The IQ is way too high for those kids. Yeah, he does have a super high IQ. I mean, remember, he came, second fight was a world title fight. That's like a, like the fastest man to win a title. Just looking at his together. last fight, did you see what he did to that boy, bro? What was it, yeah. Natana, Natito, whatever the Nikita, whatever the kid's name was? Oh, yeah, that shit was... Why isn't anybody talking about Lomachenko at 135 right now? Because he's fighting a war right now? 
It's crazy. You no, know, everybody's running. Nobody with nothing to do with that boy. And everybody's calling out. Everybody's calling each other out, but nobody's saying Loma. You're right. I'll be honest with you. Devin Haney to me is the wild card fight. Really? I, I think I think Devin Haney's the superstar of the crew. Really? Respectfully. Devin speaking. Haney, really? Over Javante? Yes, I've been in the ring with Javante a couple of times. Really? Devin what Haney. Was that, what was that like? That's what I'm telling you. Devin Haney is special. Special. Really? Fucking special. That, that guy tripped I, 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 I was with Devin Haney. I used him when he was living in... um. I mean, when he was uh, 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 training in uh, in Mendez Boxing on 23rd in, in, in Manhattan. Bro, I've probably had about fucking four, five, probably about five or six sessions with him, sparring sessions with him. And what that kid was doing when he was 15, 16 years old, I don't see grown-ass men doing that now. The moves, the the, the discipline, how he stays behind his jab, his, his boxing style. Bro, that kid's going to be special. Really? What, what what's your take on Shakur Stevenson? Shakur's good. Very um, I hate I hate critiquing other fighters. You know, I just find a lot of fighters basic. You know, like I find Earl Spence basic. I find Shakur Stevenson very basic. You know, everything is one, two, three, three to the body. I don't like, see no like, angles. I don't see no. I don't see no angles. I don't see no 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 punches on the outside of the shoulders. I don't see no you know what I'm saying? I don't see that 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 razz, that 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 excitement, that you know, like I don't see anything that's special about anybody. The, the, the high the high IQ. So so you're talking about guys that are like one dimensional like Floyd says, like straight up and down, one dimensional fighters. You can figure them out. That's what you're saying. Yeah. You, you got someone like Rigan Dow, someone like uh, you know, like Loma. Uh, special, yeah. Those dudes you can't figure out because they're way they're dad, two, three special. steps ahead. Sugar Ray Leonard, special. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. you're talking about people that are special. I'm not saying Chavez isn't isn't a special fighter, but he was a warrior. You know, we're not we're not boxing. Boxing has got to be categorized into many groups, bro. There's fighters, there's boxers, there's punchers, there's brawlers. You know, we're looking. I'm, I'm talking about that pure 100 skill blessed boxer bro somebody that just blessed with just fucking loads of talent it's hard to box no i get exactly what you mean because there's so much to it when they say like boxing it's and you're absolutely right the angles and you got to be fluid you can't have the glitch and the hesitation it's got to be fluid you got to know exactly where you're going at the same time knowing where they're moving it's i know exactly what you mean exactly what you mean Versus the up and down, like I'm just waiting for him to shell up and one two, one two body, uh, you know hook. But you're still stagnant, right? You know maybe forward and like, back. Like you guys there. are boxing fans, bro. I'll, I'll, bro, we could talk that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you bring up, I'll, you know. I'm like, oh, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> so Terrence Bud Crocker. Oh, he got a walk. Bro, he got a walk in the park with Earl Spence, bro. No way, really. Bro, what we could go what, down what, people's what, what? box wrecks. Just answer me. Who has Errol Spence fought? Who didn't, didn't come? Who 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 has Errol Spence fought that didn't come off of a loss? Who isn't washed up, and is a true one forty seven pound fighter? Don't think because it's nobody. Came <laughs> <laughs> off the loss with Triple G. Huh? Uh, who else he beat? Well, he beat a couple. Chris Algieri, Danny Garcia is a one forty pound fighter. Chris Algieri is a one forty pound fighter. 
Errol Spence is a fucking big ass 147 built man, and he's fighting a bunch of little ass boys. That's why they call him the weight bully. He gets in there with Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford is really a 130, 135 pounder. Look at Mikey Garcia, 135 pound fighter. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. Hey, but you know that Mikey was fighting him while gonna, while dealing with COVID. That boy, like he stole something, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, Terrence Crawford got an easy, 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 easy run in the park, bro. Really? Wow. He can fight on the inside. He can fight southpaw. He can fight right handed. He can fight, bro, inside, outside, box as well. Everything behind the jab. Going forward, going backwards. Bro, he, yeah, he fights. He 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 boxes in, around the whole ring. It's not just a press you one two three. Press, but, but you body shot one two three. But you know what else? What else he is that that a lot of people don't like. They talk about him being ambidextrous and all that, and and his angles real nice. You know one thing I do catch a lot of people not highlighting is he's a finisher. He yeah. Can, he 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 knows when you're hurt and he will capitalize mm-hmm. without now, hesitation. With, with respect to Errol Spence, you know what I'm saying? Terrence Crawford didn't fight nobody either. <laughs> Signed by top rank, you know what I'm saying? They be saving them motherfuckers, bro. <laughs> trying to build them up. Saving them, man. Trying to build them up. Being a hundred, you know, like where he's at right now, I think he's a better fighter than Errol Spence by a long shot, talent-wise. Um, styles do make fights, um, and I just think you know Terence Crawford easily got the the style to beat Errol Spence. I mean, think about it. Kel Brook was winning, so was Sean Porter. Yeah, he was. Sean Porter was winning till he got dropped, and Kel Brook was winning until his eye got popped. That's yep. all I got to say. My, I hey, Terrence Mikey, Mikey, Mikey Garcia was winning the first four rounds too. And and Mikey Garcia is like, come on, bro, like yeah, this big. Years. Not not no disrespect to Mikey Garcia. He's actually one of my favorite fighters. But in that fight, he he went up what two, two weight classes? Weight classes. That's wild. To fight a, a, a big motherfucker, bro. Big. So you're you're nine one and one, right? Is that is am, am I sure. correct? Um, how was it? Your first fight, you um, you didn't come victorious. How was that not demoralizing? And how did you were you able to come back Fuck stronger? Yeah, it was it absolutely was? If you, if you look at me, I'm not a one loss fighter. Kill me, bro. Not I am not a one loss fighter. Yeah, bro. I'm not a one loss fighter. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. so, me, you know, training with the Mayweathers for that fight, and let's just be honest, you know, I don't know if you guys are Mexican, but you guys are some fucking, yeah. you guys are some slick mofos, bro, I swear. <laughs> I was um taking a contract with uh Pepe Gomez on the Golden Boy. So Pepe was going to take me to Cancun to get me a, you know? So here I am getting ready for a fight. He's like, oh, no, just... You know, don't worry about it. We're, we're going to fight you this weekend. I'm like, this weekend, bro? I've only been training two, three weeks. Oh, don't worry about it. We're going to get you a tomato can. Don't worry about it. So we're going to fight in Cancun in Puerto Vallarta. Next thing you know, five days later, I know I'm fighting in Mexico City up in uh, shit damn near in the clouds with a high altitude, you know? And uh-huh. then the person I weighed in with wasn't the same motherfucker I fought. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> what the bro. fuck? Yeah, I'm looking at you and I'm telling you some serious shit. The person I, I read about was not the same motherfucker I fought. What the what fuck? And then I fought at 1.30, you know, on a two and a half week notice in Mexico City. 
Like, you know, I'm not giving no excuses. I went in there, I took my L, and I've been victorious ever since, you know? That fight, I don't even feel like I lost that fight. You know, I feel like it was a hometown kid, Mexico City. Um, bro, I got hit with a headbutt. I was cut twice in the first round. What the by fuck? By two illegal headbutts. Um, they counted one of the headbutts as a knockdown, and that's why the kid won. I mean, no in a four-round fight, you can't, you can't win if you get knocked down, not especially him. by a goddamn headbutt, you know? So, no excuses. You know, I just tied up my boots and, and got back in the gym, and I've been victorious ever since, you know? I just, boxing is just a, it's a, it's just a terrible fucking sport, bro. Even <laughs> though we love it, you know, it, it comes with, you know, the ups and downs, and, and it was cool, you know? I actually appreciate that loss now because it taught me so much. You know, at that time, I just found out I was having kids, oh, um, having my first kid, and then coming off of L and, Coming back home, I felt like I ain't have nothing. I ain't have a damn job. I'm in school. I'm fucking struggling to be in college and shit. So it's not. It was one of those down moments in my life at a young age, and you know, being the fighter that I am, I got through it. And um, I feel like that that's what's really helped me grow ever since. You so know, what it, what it, helped it you get through it? That, yeah, you are beatable. You are untouchable. So you know what you gotta do. You you gotta you gotta work your ass off. Right. Or else shit's gonna happen again. Yeah, because not a lot of people know how to overcome shit like that. You know what I mean? And they get like all in their feels and and demoralized, really depressed. You know, so like, what was your biggest, strongest asset to 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 get up out of that funk and just go harder? Bro, to be honest with you, I'm still fucking depressed about it. (laughs) 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 Yeah, bro. Because I get fights and people be like nine and one. Yeah, I could beat him. Bitch, piss and respect my name. You know? Yeah. To be honest with you, like I said, you know, it's just, it, it's that, it's that thought process of knowing that, you know, a lot of people in this world, they live life like they're untouchable. Like, you know, oh no, it's not going to happen to me. Oh, it's not going to happen to me. When that shit happens to you, that's the demoralizing part right there where you're broken down because you, you really think you're untouchable. And, and that was my lesson. That was really my lesson. Don't take no shortcuts. Two and a half weeks, you could be set up. It's a tomato can really end up fighting somebody that had World Series of Boxing. He had fucking, I think it was like six fights with the El Gallos in Mexico City. God damn. Yeah. So it's not like I fought a bum. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. People can look at my record and be like, oh, he lost his first fight. No, I lost to a World Series of Boxing. What do you want to call that? Professional or amateur? I don't know what the hell you want to call it. Because at the end of the day, that those are the best serious. amateurs in the world serious. fighting as professionals. Yeah, it's fucking wild, bro. And it's not even being counted on your record. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then when you look at a fight, you really don't see, oh, you know what? The kid was cut really bad two times in the first minute and a half of the first round. So he you just know? came and in and headbutt you? There's, there's things in a fight that people don't know that happen. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's not an excuse because it is a fight, but I'm not going to sit up here and try to try to not lie or sell excuses or you know what i'm saying it's none of that it's just that's what happened and you know what i'm moving forward and i can't change the past and at the end of the day that shit made me way better than made me a way better fighter than i am today hell yeah bro you know, that taste of defeat you know mayweather probably never t- tasted it but you know what he did when he lost his last olympic fight he said bro i ain't never gonna let this shit happen to me again that's oh yeah he went pro. And, and, and and think about the fighter he's become today so july 23rd you're 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 in the squad circle with Alex DeLuna. The last time um there was a rep promotion event, 
There was a stare down in the ring that was very fucking intense. What what can everybody Not expect? Really. Yeah, it was, bro. Well, from 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 Come us, on, from us. Hey, you gotta be part of this show, man. I don't know this kid from a hole in the wall, you know. But <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah, I'm giving it a little tense because he was he was he was staring into the back of my heart, bro. That that man was looking at me like in the he wanted, back of my heart. You know, he wanted to be my ass right then and there. So, <laughs> you know, I, I like Come a challenge. On, He's tough, and you know, I, I give my kudos to myself. I'm going to his backyard with all his friends and all his family. That's gonna gonna go and support him and i'm coming to his town and i'm gonna whoop his ass in his town that's just what it is there's yeah, nothing yeah. intense shit maybe after the fight we could go get some strippers and we could go hang out and have a couple of drinks you know yeah i'm down with the nice. strippers and the drinks i love strippers <laughs> <laughs> that's my weakness hey who's who's got better who's got better strippers florida or atlanta that's a tough question it just depends what you like if you like them big booty, you know what I'm saying? Them, them rapper wives, go to Atlanta. But if you like them Spanish girls like I do, them, you know, the Puerto Ricans. Yeah, come to Orlando, Pops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you know. Come to Orlando. It's popping. Hey, the strip clubs in LA are kind of whack, though, because they ain't foolies, you know? They ain't full nude because they're not fully nudes. It's just topless. You just ain't been to the right one. Yeah. <laughs> in LA? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I like the ones in Anaheim. Anaheim is dope. Hey, Anaheim's okay. got some good ones, but they're not fully nude either. That's cool, but it's it's cool because you get the girls that aren't pretty enough to be in LA. So the ones in Anaheim are just down for whatever. Trying to move up. Yo, you ever heard that saying, do something strange for a piece of change? Hell yeah. Oh my god. Hell yeah, for sure. Hey, <laughs> we got a party with you, bro. Oh, Shit. Oh my god, that's a fact. <laughs> hey, for real, next weekend, bro, we gotta we we gotta hang out, chill out. You know I what I mean? We're gonna definitely turn up. We're gonna turn up for real. We're gonna mix, you know, the West Coast with the with the Dirty South. I want to say East Coast because you guys are the Dirty South, technically, right? Florida, I don't know, bro. It's kind of weird because Florida is in Dirty South. Dirty South is like Louisiana, like Alabama, New Orleans, yeah. Mississippi, yeah, South Carolina. That's dirty. You know? <laughs> that shit is dirty over there. Hey, even the even the crawfish are dirty. You gotta you you gotta you gotta you gotta like bro, soak I, them no, twice. I'm good. You lost me. <laughs> they tell you that when you do the crawfish boil oh, in Louisiana, God. you gotta soak it twice because they're they're all like. They got yeah, I'm gonna be up. honest with you. Anything in that Gulf, like that Gulf of Mexico, anything Mississippi, Louisiana, any of that, that, that shit is dirty, bro. The water is just <laughs> infested with the oil, and yeah, with I'm gonna all that. Damn. So we'll we'll call we'll, we'll call Florida the East Coast then. Yeah, no, no, Gulfport. They having some really nasty water over there. So when it comes to Florida, I don't know, man. Florida's just. It's completely different. A lot of people think, you know, Florida, Orlando is just Disney World, and no, Orlando is 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 it's an incredible big big city right now, and it's and it just keeps on growing. And I just feel like there every Puerto Rican, not even trying to be funny, when when Hurricane Katrina uh, took over, I mean, ran Maria. through Puerto Rico. Was it Maria? Maria. Maria and oh no, Katrina was the uh, Katrina was New Orleans. Before, yeah. yeah, but Maria. it was Maria that hit Puerto Rico. 
And right after yeah, that, there was like 70 or 80, uh, 70 or 80 uh, public schools that closed because no, no students were in Puerto Rico. They all moved to Florida. No shit. Oh, sure. So like, and then during COVID, everybody and their mama from New York, bro, I swear to God, we're like little Bronx down here now. <laughs> everybody from New York is down here. No shit. So Orlando, their population just like, I'm not even gonna lie, it didn't just double, they damn near tripled. No in shit. In the last couple of years. Our, our rent used to be like 11, 1200 like a year ago. Now that shit is at like twenty five hundred for a one bedroom apartment. God damn! Yeah, Orlando is one of the most thriving, biggest cities right now. That's just blowing up just because of how much diversity, really, of, of diverse people that are coming from all over the place, bro. What was the so last time you went to Puerto Rico? I don't know if you've noticed, it's been a crazy hot bed for a lot of fighters too. Yeah, I've heard that. Orlando's really, really, really popping for a lot of fighters. I know. There's too many pros out here right now. Well, Tank Tank is over there in Orlando right now, isn't he? That was um, his last training actually, camp. Um, he's like in like Boynton Beach or something down south. He's a little down south, like uh, Fort Lauderdale. And Teal was out there too, right? Teal was out there. Yeah, he's uh, actually yeah. from like I say, he's from like Bradenton or Claremont. He's from one of them cities out there, like a little Thurman northern. Like, from there too, huh? Keith Thurman. Yeah. Oh yeah, Thurman. Keith Thurman. Yeah, Keith Thurman's a close yeah. friend of mine. We can go for days about the fighters that are out here right now, bro. Like, you know, world champions, legends, and, you know, in the past. But current fighters, everybody's out here right now. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. The amount of sparring and all that kind of stuff out here it is right now for, for, for fighters. is in Florida's it. What What is what is you guys going to see it? In the boxing game, Florida's going to be number one for the boxing game. We, I think we got to go is, pay a little visit, Lou. I'm down. I'm because I, I, I was just about to say that. I don't know what what the difference is from Orlando to Miami, but I've I spent probably it was a week and a half or something like that, but it was the best week and a half of my life. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. No, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> call call Christian and ask him, bro. Some of the best times of my life were spent in Miami. I was like, if you like, if you were with Christian, I believe you. you. Wait, 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 wait. You was you was you was in Miami for a week, for a week and a half. Are you rich? Yo, if you got money to be in Miami for a week and a half, we shit, we need to party up. <laughs> no, like, no, 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 it was it was like a like a bachelor party. But my friends got money. All my friends got monies, but no, nah, bro. Except I'm me. You, we, we 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 rented we rented this uh this this uh, condo and we were out and about. Like you couldn't walk anywhere in any distance where there was something going on. We're talking like a like a like a mansion party, pool party over here. Then you walk down the block, and it's like a club party outside, inside, and then yeah. drinks everywhere, Trust me, I know. women this, everywhere. This I place was, is very distracting. Oh, oh my god! I'm telling you, I would wake up and I'm like, "What day is it?" And they're like, "Uh, it's Tuesday." Like, "Oh shit, what are we doing? Drinking? Let's go out!" And then, like, bro, it's just it's go. it's wicked, bro. I already Crazy, know. Bro. It's it's like a city. In Miami, where it's like damn near like LA, it reminds me of LA. Miami reminds me of LA for like a pool party, LA. <laughs> right? Hell right? Yeah, my, that's how. I, yeah. That's how I, uh, bro. It's like LA for a pool party outside, like everywhere, big. Yep. It's crazy. Hell yeah. We gotta go over there, Chug. Let's take. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's do I'm it. I'm about to be in Tampa in a little bit. Ooh, Tampa's popping. Tampa's go. lit. Tampa's I'm about real to find out. <laughs> yeah, everything <laughs> closes at four o'clock. 
And every yo, I don't know if you know. Do you do your research on Tampa? You done your research? I'm done. Right, we're talking about strip clubs, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, yo, they got the world's most famous strip club called Mons Venus, right? Number two, they're, they're on the Guinness Book of World Records for having the most strip clubs. No shit. No shit. And everything, Damn, yo, everything is nude. <laughs> what? Oh. Everything is nude with full liquor. Damn. What? Hey, bro, I'm not gonna lie. There's there's a club in, in Tijuana, right? Tijuana, Mexico. <laughs> it's called Hong Kong. <laughs> I guarantee you, bro. You you hit that strip club, you'll never see another strip club the same in your life. That shit will change your life All for right, real. Well, I got some stories that I'm gonna tell you in person. I got a story about Hong Kong. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yo, I went to a strip club. Listen to this. I went to a strip club one time. Really, it was a brothel. All right. It was me. It was me, my dad. Chavez Sr., my brother Jr., and like fucking 10 other fighters, bro. It was after one of the um, WBC conventions. No shit. And we took the drive to Tijuana, bro. Uh-oh. With Chavez, they closed the whole fucking place down. No way. It wasn't Damn. Hong Kong, but it was a brothel. They closed the whole fucking place down, bro. Oh, it must have been Adelitas, bro. <laughs> it must have been Adelitas for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was crazy. They just did a whole big ass event there for like, bro. I was there with like twelve world champions. That's I believe some for... people's names out of it, but yeah. <laughs> That's, That's fucking crazy. Bad. <laughs> Straight up, yeah, man. Well, bro, it's crazy, and it's crazy because it's like I lived in Mexico City for like six months. I lived in Cancun and Puerto Vallarta for like another eight, nine months. Oh, so I don't, I don't speak fluent Spanish well, but it's kind of like I got more love for. And I'm not gonna say more love, but I got so much love for Mexicans, bro. You know, I actually lived in Mexico, which is one of the craziest things. I, I don't, I don't advise that to anybody. <laughs> that fucking place is dangerous. That shit is yeah. wild, bro. <laughs> but yeah. it, it, you know, I got like a, a a different kind of love for Mexicans, bro. Because I actually I live up in um I actually live in L.A. I live in uh, downtown L.A. I got an apartment out there, and um I used to live up in um I don't know if you guys are familiar with the like the Northern Bay. I'm from like uh, Santa Rosa, San Francisco area. It's probably like an hour north. Uh, I'm from Oakland, Oakland, bro. Oh shit, man. Okay, I used to be <laughs> Haywood, Oakland. 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 Uh, I mean, you crazy, bro. Oakland is yeah. Oakland is a different, different animal, bro. Uh, that's Oakland, what I tell Oakland you, LA, you I tell everybody all the time, LA is not the place to play, but Oakland is different. I tell them. I keep telling them, bro. I told Oakland you guys. Oakland is different. That's a scary place, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Oakland is different. That, that's bro. why we got that saying: in the Bay, we don't play. You that's can't a fact. Play no games out there, man. Yeah, that's a fact. Oakland's 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 rough. Real yep. Yes, it is. Well, next week, bro, July 23rd, get your tickets now. The uh, Performing Arts Center in Ontario, California. Mm-hmm. We got Christian Camacho's coming to somebody to Alex DeLuna's backyard to fuck him up. Who you know does that? <laughs> you. You <laughs> listen, listen. Fighters don't even want to give up. They owe. That's number one. Fighters don't even like to fight tough competition. Everybody runs. Let alone fighting somebody in their backyard. 
That's tough, yeah. bro. That's respect. That's, that's undefeated. No, I'm bringing. It's gonna just be me and my three friends, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going out there lonely, and I'm coming back with a victory. That's what I know I'm doing. You know, nice. but I, that's that's what I like most about me. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't sugarcoat nothing. I'm like my dad. Anybody could get it, bro. I don't give a shit who you are. If, if my name is called up and and it's time to fight, it don't matter the city, it don't matter the place. You know, we could shake hands after. It's all fun and games after, you know? Word. But I'm ready. July 23rd, I'll be there. Alex nice. Galuna, I wish him the best of luck. He gonna need it. And, uh, Damn. Well, we'll link up for sure. My jobs. You said it was a serious uh, face-off. It was, bro. <laughs> Dude, that shit looked intense. Yeah, it, looked, it yeah, felt intense, laugh. bro. Nah. Laugh. No shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I was. He was more serious than I was. I was I I, saying, I wanted to laugh the whole time. He was, you know, he's twice. He's twenty he's twenty three, right? He's like twenty three, twenty four. His hairline looked like he's forty three. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when boy. when do you guys fly out here? Um, I believe what Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday we'll be out there. Oh, that's nice. what's up. Nice. So we'll We're try. We're to... gonna be in Vegas getting our last couple of workouts in and stuff like that, but. You know, we'll be hopefully in L.A. by Wednesday, Thursday, the latest. For sure. Nice. So we'll link up for sure Saturday. We'll be there a little oh, yeah. extra early. Um, You know what I mean? Get some get some good footage and just chop it up with you. I want to hear that that story that you want to tell me in person. <laughs> <laughs> the offline story. Yeah, 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 the offline story. I can't wait to hear that shit. Switch. I don't know. I don't know what 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 platform we're 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 on right now with this Zoom call, but I just don't want you to get flagged. And you know, my story is a little wild. So nah, you're good, bro. <laughs> I'm not I'll trying work. to get you canceled. You know. Nah, it's all right. <laughs> we don't believe in the cancer culture. Oh uh, no, nah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> we do us, and 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 that's it. You like it? That's Tune it. in. If you don't, the fuck out of here. That's it. But all right. Uh, yeah, is, is there anything you wanna you you wanna say before you before we take off any any shout outs any thank yous any sponsors? Nah, man. Appreciate you guys for giving me the time of day. You know, not too many people like to talk to me. You guys got a kick out of me, so it was cool. Hell yeah. Nah, bro, it, it, it was fun, man. Like it was fun. And to be honest with you, it's twelve twenty, bro. I'm an old man. I'll be asleep by like nine thirty, ten. So no right shit. Now, sounding funny. Right. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> nah, bro. You, you good, man. You good, man. But thank thank you for your time. Like we appreciate it. It was fun, dude. Where can, where can they follow you? Where can you follow me? Um, you can follow me on my Instagram, the real macho time. The real macho time. That's what it is. Yeah. The real macho time on Instagram. Yeah, because there's a bunch of fake. There's a bunch of fake motherfuckers out there, bro. I'm the I real know. macho time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, uh, shout out to Ray Rock for for making this happen, hooking it up. Yeah. And uh, shout out to to Caroline Carol Kills for 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 linking us up together. For and, sure, um, Carol Kills. Hey, she jabbed me that last time I, I interviewed. Oh yeah, she, she got me. Right, right. <laughs> got you in the neck. Oh, and uh, I forgot, bro. Before, be, before I take off, and before, um, I was I was talking to the Zen Queen. She said you knew who she was. The who queen? The Zen Queen. From Zen she, Queen. She said she met you last time in, in Ontario. She was chopping it up with you, 
And she I just, got her IG or something. She, oh, no, she look good or she look she a bucket? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she a bucket. Don't make me look at the Zen Queen. The the, the Zen Queen, she said, tell him I said hi. Dude, I'm, I'm not even going to be able to interview this guy in person, bro. I'm going to be laughing. Oh, too I know her. I don't mean to say that. She's cool. <laughs> She's cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, a cool oh, lady. I know. <laughs> I didn't know who she was, but she's a cool lady. Nah, she's cool, man. She's cool. Yeah, she, I know who she is. She said she'll see Shout you next her week. Son. Her son, her son, her son looks very talented, and I'm rooting for him, bro. Oh yeah, her her son's putting in some work as well. So yeah. So uh, we'll see you next week, bro. Um, we will. We'll be rooting for you, my brother. I look forward to meeting you guys. Get a couple more laughs in. Oh, for sure. Make, sure you, make sure your cameras is rolling when I put this nigga on his ass, bro. Oh, I'm not you got gonna it. Lie. Remember I you said that? It. Hey, be we're gonna we're, we're gonna run this shit back sometime next week. Most like, death, my brother. Thank he you. said it. Right, Thank you. Thank Appreciate you your time, bro. man. Thank you. All right, bro. Boxing Later. Club podcast. Later. We out. We out.